Well, it's nice and late on a beautiful Wednesday morning. He wasn't willing to get up at 7, but he's up at 8 <laughs> o'clock. It's my old coach, Sir Steve Hansen. I won't call him Sir again. He hates that. But, Steve, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Izzy. Yeah, bloody nice of you to let me have an extra hour of sleep. Too, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate it. Mate, look, uh, the monkey's out of the bag. The timings probably uh, are not right, or particularly in my eyes, but new global competition 2026 announced. I know you've been an avid fan on the global calendar. Is this what you're after? I don't really uh, think it... Is it a global competition? Like, or is it a global calendar? I think it's a global competition, but it's not a global calendar. And you you, want to try and set something up so you can have your rugby build or or come through a window that allows you to play all three NPC, um, mm. Super, and then international rugby. So we've still got split windows, November and July, mm. and you know, they always seem to be causing the problem. So we'll have to wait and see. It's too hard to be critical straight away. Let's just wait and see what happens. Steve, just it's Kempe, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, when they're making these decisions, like it sort of makes sense to me that they'd have a Steve Henson like a Graham Henry, maybe maybe guys that have been through um, international calendars and suggesting what actually would work? Does that happen, or is it just a bunch of governors that sit there and think, oh, this is what we'll do, and you guys just have to toe the line? Uh, I think they've spoken to players and um, some coaches, but not all. So um, they like usually like people that toe the line as opposed to have an opinion that, is anti their one, so uh, that usually reflects who they speak to. Well, the timing was horrible because it's a World Cup final week and we want to talk the World Cup final, Steve, and you've been there. You've been in the helm for many of these uh, playoff events. Mate, what, what's this week like? How do you think Fozzie's uh, feeling? Have you heard from Foz? Uh, yeah, I've heard from him. He's, uh, he'll be excited, like you know what it's like in yourself. Um, once you got over that wee wonder walkabout you had, um, you, you tuned in to, um, to the excitement of it all. And, and uh, you know, having been there myself, it's, it is a really exciting week. There's a bit of nerves, obviously, and, and anticipation. And um, not I wouldn't say fear, but um, it's more... I don't know how to describe it really, but it's like there's two teams that are there that everyone else wants to be and you you embrace it and and you get excited by it and you try and enjoy every minute of the week and I think that's what Fozzie and his crew will be doing. How do you approach this week, Coach? Like, Is there a case where the players can get ahead of themselves thinking about the bigger picture? Can you tend to do too much? You know, like how did you approach these finals weeks? I tended to believe that if you made the final, then players that need jeering uh, up or motivated, like the the fact that you're in the final was enough to get them excited. It's just about making sure that you got your detail right and not too much of it. Try and keep it as simple as possible and make sure everyone knew their role and and weren't playing the tests on Thursday training. You know, keep hold them back a bit and. Um, then let them loose come Saturday, and um, yeah, you, you've done enough. You, you know your game well enough uh, by the stage of the tournament. You don't have to be slogging it out on the training pitch. 
just nice short and sharp trainings and and um, keeping the conversations real, um, trying to avoid having people thinking about you know retirement and uh, what could happen if we win it or what could happen if we don't win it. It's all about process, 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 and and trying to really uh, dumb it down, I guess, from a from a finishing point of view. Um, you know, allow people to think about that after the game is done, and including myself. And you know, I didn't want to be thinking about stuff until after we'd finished the game, and just concentrate on what our role was and do it as best as we can. Everything's aiming up for the best eighty minutes of of the the year, isn't it, Steve? When you when you have a look at um, the senior boys stepping up early in the week to talk about their journey in that black jersey, that, you you. Um, think that that possibly is the right timing for that conversation or should it have been done later on the week as a bit of motivation? Uh, I think it's the right timing. I think it allows people to let go some of that emotion that we're talking about that you've got to try and avoid. So um, too late in the week and you're hanging on to it and it's still there. So they've done it now, let it go and move on and, and think about the process. What have you made of the uh, of the adjustments that the All Blacks have made throughout this World Cup? I heard uh, the South African coach talking about set piece. There's been huge improvement there from the All Blacks, and it'll be needed come Saturday. Yeah, look, they they've played really well, haven't they, for the last twelve months, mm-hmm. the All Blacks, and um, there's been some great changes. And and uh, the thing that impresses me the most is they're all aligned, and they're in this fight together, and. There's no no one outside the boat. Um, everyone's in the boat and they're all rowing in their own, one direction. And, um, you know, the team is behind each other and, and that's what you want. Uh, there's plenty of talent. And once you have mm. everybody rowing in the same direction, man, they're going to be a hard team to, to beat. And uh, you know, I find it um, interesting. There's a lot of people still thinking about the Twickenham game. and but Yeah. You've got to remember, we had seven guys who hadn't played for four weeks. We had a lot of people that weren't even there. Um, so if you sat down and compared the two teams, I think you'll find, and we had a red card, you'll find mm. um, it's a totally different group. So I don't think that game uh, is really relevant. I think you've got to, you know, we've, we've beaten them uh, enough times to know how to beat them. They've beaten us enough times to know how to beat us. It's just going to be on the day who gets it right and, and hopefully um, the man in the middle doesn't have too big influence on the game. You know, he's We're not talking about him at the end of it. We're just talking about a game, great game of footy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because I watched that game last night just doing some preparation for, for this weekend. And for the t- first 20 minutes, we got penalised off the park. We had two yellow cards and then obviously Scott Barrett Got penalised. That was Matthew Carley, who absolutely loves the cameras. But he's on the touch judge tonight. Wayne Barnes is going to officiate. How do you like that appointment? Yeah, well, I think he's the number one ref. Um, or seem to be the number one ref. So you have to like it. I mean, he's, he's refed us plenty of times. I know a lot of people don't like him, haven't forgiven him for 07, but... Now, he didn't cost us a game in 07. I know he missed something, but we, we, we beat ourselves and you know, we got too individualistic and we didn't get it right. We didn't get the tournament right. And But you know what we learned out of that tournament and being given the opportunity to, to learn from it by being given the job again, we, we won two more straight after it. So 
Um, I don't, I don't, we've got to let that go as, you know, it's, mm. it's time to acknowledge he is a good ref and yeah. referees will make mistakes. It's how much advantage you take off that mistake or, or how you let that mistake affect you. Um, yeah. that really matters. And, um, you know, he's, he, he's reasonably consistent. So we'll see what we get. Mm. Yeah, both teams have worked really hard to get to this final, Steve. You know, what went on with the New Zealand rugby this year, um, the, the the changing of the coaching, uh, and you look at how hard they worked during that game, that 80 minutes on Sunday, the South African side. When, you, when you're viewing it um, in your shoes, where do you think the difference is uh, for the All Blacks, and how do they win the game? Uh, well, the All Blacks are going to have to be really clinical about what they do up front. Um, yeah. If they can take away uh, some of that power up front and sit the South Africans on their backsides a bit, um, through there, I think people like Smith and, and Mawanga and Barrett and um, the likes of those boys will will get to play the game going forward. And if they do that, then we can start to orchestrate how we want to play for a start and then use the... the strengths that we have which is our backs and big loose forwards so it'll start in the tight five if we get that right then we're in the hunt scrum's going to have to stand up in the second half obviously we saw that um <clears throat> you know that South Africans won the game because of their scrum in the second half and you know, our scrum has to be strong um in that second half period so you know, they they look like they're going along all right so well everyone's been talking about the bomb squad and um, I hope they do pick uh, the bomb squad again because I think our guys will be well prepared for it. And at some point, um, you know, you're running at risk, aren't you, if you don't have the right amount of people on the bench. So let's see what they do. Mate, we're getting certainty and selections. And one of those is our loose four trio. Um, Steve, you know, you got Shannon Frizzell, who I think has, has stepped up big time throughout this competition, but the, the duo of Adi Savier, particularly with Sam Kane, who had a real impressive last couple of weeks, mate. Sammy Kane, has he impressed you? Yeah, oh, look, Sammy, Sammy isn't he? He's, this is, he's playing the type of football we know he can play, and yep. when you break your neck and you have a couple of other injuries, that tends to slow you down a wee bit. And I remember in 15, everybody wanted us to drop Dan Carter and because he wasn't <laughs> playing to the level that he could play, but... You know, he had been injured and he just needed time. And Sam's been the same. He's been injured quite a lot. He's just needed time to in the saddle and, you know, he's come back. and went. He's a brilliant uh, physical um, player, Sam. And, you know, when he tackles you, you know you've been tackled. So um, he's had big shoes to fill in, in Richie's and, and um, he's had a lot of expectations put on him, you know, with the leadership from both Richie and Kieran Reid uh, prior to him. But... And when the team wasn't going well, he and Fozzie were the guys to cop it. But uh, now they're going good again. I think people, you know, are starting to soften. But the main thing is he's yeah. had rugby time on the park and playing really well. Tends just just question uh, Yeah, uh, speaking of keeping people quiet, uh, if Fozzie gets this done, what, is, mm. what, what does Fozzie do? And what does this say about Ian Foster as our head coach? Well, if he gets it done, he becomes Surian Foster, uh, which would be quite nice. <laughs> 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 Do 
Don't get Kempi uh, started, mate. Does, he, does, he, get, does he get to own a horse like Nature Strip? Oh, no, that's just luck, mate. <laughs> that's luck. <laughs> what but luck? Um, we could do it another one, though, not being greedy. Um, look, <laughs> what I think it, it shows is, you know, look at his integrity, look at his his, um, his ability to cope with the pressure that's come with him upon him, um, a lot of it unnecessarily. Um, some of it just comes with the job, but uh, there's a bit extra being chucked in over the last four years for Foz, I think, and, and the team. Um, but it's made them stronger. Um, he's kept his dignity, his integrity has been um, brilliant, and and he's kept his his peace too, hasn't he? He's not um, he's not cried about how he's been treated. He's just got on with his job, and um, he's been a bit more demanding of people around him because of that adversity. And I think that's made him a better coach uh, than he was before that. Um, yeah. And and he's been a very good coach before that. So. And I don't think uh, you can doubt his ability as a coach. I think with, or as a human being, I think he's a top bloke. Yeah, well said, well said, Steve. That's, um, yeah, it's dead right. If he wins this game, he go, he becomes a knight and gets uh, gets that sir next to his name. Where do you sit as far as Wayne Smith's comments, Stephen, around that rugby needs to change in the future? Um, as a as a game entirely, um, he, he seems to think that rugby league have it right, and rugby union need to to sort the, sort itself out. Do you do you have thoughts on ways that you can do that? Yeah, look, I agree with his comments. I think you know rugby gets in its own way a lot of the time, and and um, you know, I've been banging on about red cards being at the bottom of the cliff. Um, you know, red cards. Uh, foul play is not a problem in our game. What the problem is, we don't know how to tackle properly. Yeah. And, you know, we're starting to talk about tackling under the belly button. And if we start doing that, we'll start getting more people knocked out because knees will hit people's heads. So what we've got to do is uh, spend our energy and money that the World Rugby have got on developing people's uh, tackling ability from a young age and putting the effort into changing how we do that at a young age right across the planet and and teaching people how to anticipate what's going to happen next by reading the pictures better than we do. You know, poor old Angus Silver knocked out, uh, run into somebody and, and uh, wasn't deliberate, knocked himself out and wakes up and gets a red card for it, you know. So you can't tell me that you, you commit foul playing yourself. So our thinking there has got to be different, you know, but we've also got to think about, um, I think league really operates well around its card system. Like they go to the, put them on report and and don't stuff up the contest. Mm. Um, we tend to to say, well, you've got to you're off, um, rather than look at it. Well, was it intentional? Um, foul play to me is something that you do intentionally to hurt somebody. You know, punch them, kick them. Uh, swinging arm, now, they're pretty obvious to see. And, um, you know, if that happened in your game, or, you know, they'd get a red card. If, and in our game, it should be the same. But if it's unintentional, accidental, or because your your skill level isn't where it is, then um, I think, you know, you go and report and, and then we do something about it from there. Adam it's a complicated G, game, officiate. though. Hi? Sorry, you go. You go, you go. Well, it's a complicated game, isn't it? Like the difference between league and rugby is the ruck, and we've got to sort that out a wee bit too. I think you know, maybe 
introduced laws that that um, if there's two, if you're part of a tackle, whether you go to ground with a player or not, you, know, you, you can't jackal the ball. You've got to get out of there. We've got to somehow speed the ruck up um, mm. so we don't have big walls in front of players uh, who are attacking. You know, de- destabilising the defensive wall or putting more pressure on on it than we have at the moment would be great for the game, I think. So we've got to find ways of doing that through laws and as well. Well, hopefully uh, Wayne Barnes watched the NRL Grand Final. Adam G officiated it really well. Then you've got the NPC, Angus, maybe. Let it all go. Hopefully we can see that play out in our pinnacle event. Steve, we appreciate you coming on the show, mate. You off to the golf course, are you? Oh, no, I just go to the simulator out the back, mate. That's what, ha- oh, that's what happens when you've got nature strip, mate. You just get simulators. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. There's plenty of pictures of him around too, Kimby. <laughs> yeah, I bet there is. Hey, what do you, what do you reckon, yeah. Steve, before we let you go, what, what do you reckon wins a Cox Plate this weekend? Uh, well, McDonald's on, on the hot pot, isn't he? So, and they reckon he's improved. Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, Alligator Blood's been running... Mm. Really, really well. Uh, Waterhouse and Bot having a great run at the moment, so he might win it. Uh, that Aussie racing so good. You just don't know. You know, you don't know what's going to win because they're all they're all good horses. Well, there's one thing for certain. It's not what you know; it's who you know. And Steve Hansen knows all the best trainers, so he'll have his finger in plenty of pies. Nature Strip. What else you got? Uh, I've got a horse called Mr. Waterville that's racing today, and Geelong Cup. Um, then I've got another one uh, called uh, Through Irish Eyes. He's been he's he's been a bit like you. He's got a crook leg, so <laughs> he might he might recover. Yeah, unlike yourself. Yeah, <laughs> so two big, radio shows and retire. Big race the Geelong Cup. Does it does it uh, run top four? Oh, look, I don't know. They I, they can't talk to me, so I I don't know the answer to that question, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh. He doesn't know, mate. He just checks his ANZ bank account and waits for a check. Uh, how do you know I bank with ANZ, you bugger? Because <laughs> I saw you pull out your phone and buddy and Sky, mate. A few zeros yeah, on yeah, the end I, of those, I, too. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All good, Steve. We appreciate it, mate. Take care. Give my love to Tash. Thanks very much. Will do. Cheers, Cheers Steve. Day. See you, guys. See you, Kimmy. Bye. Mate, that was a, that was a great. That, honestly, we got a clip of a bit of that. That was a great chat. Um, that that part about the rule changes, like get Steve Hansen involved. That part that he said about mm. Fozzie, so true, you know. Mm. And then to get the bit of uh, oil on the horse racing at the back end with a bit of humour, I'm glad he's enjoying his uh, his his afterlife of rugby union in the simulator out the back. Getting the, mate, he's got another one in the Geelong Cup today. That goes to the Melbourne Cup. I was sitting next to him and he got his app out because he had to try and fill out his invoicing for Sky. And he wasn't afraid to show them. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a wee peek over his shoulder. I said, jeez, is that Nature Strips account? He said, no, no, that's Japan Rugby. Anyway, no, I'm only having a laugh, mate. He's done well. He's doing awesome, man. He's a good man. Absolute champion bloke. And uh, Nature Strip, what was it, 21 million? He would have made Ooh. a couple out of that. How... Good. Anyway, we'll shoot away. We'll come back. We've got Paulie Moati coming up, so plenty left on our show. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. 
You're listening to Izzy Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.